Hi, I'm Tiffany, and you are listening to the Legacy Lounge Podcast. If you are a high-achieving, mission-driven entrepreneur who wants to elevate your income, impact, and influence, you're in the right place. I left my corporate career as a creative director for Fortune 500 brands to create a legacy with my work and to support entrepreneurs to do the same. And I'm not talking about having your name on a building or statues in your image. I'm talking about leaving behind a positive impact and creating something enduring that can be passed on. You pour your time, energy, and passion into your business. So let's make sure your efforts will create a ripple effect that reaches far into the future. Each monthly series will guide you through the business, leadership, and life skills you need to successfully leave a legacy that stands the test of time. And each episode is totally valuable on its own. We are here to provide you with the tools and ideas to make massive shifts and quantum leaps in your business, transforming you from entrepreneur into legacy brand. So sit back, relax, and let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Legacy Lounge. This week, I am super excited to talk to a previous client and friend of mine, Elaine Lou Cartis. And if you've been following along, we are talking all about our first theme of the podcast, which of course is legacy. So I've asked Elaine to come on because one thing we have a lot in common is creating a legacy with our brand and businesses. We both talk a lot about legacy and Elaine really has it woven into her brand as well. So Elaine is a business and career coach for women of color and allies and the founder of the Color Your Dreams movement. She helps women of colors and allies purposely pivot their businesses and careers to have a sustainable and equitable future. So Elaine, welcome. I'm so excited to have you on today and talk all about legacy. Well, I talk about legacy all the time. I feel like we just copy and pasted one another. I'm just kidding. This is why I worked with you, Tiffany, because our values aligned with legacy. Yes. Awesome. So I would love to start out with the first question because I feel like we have a sense of what legacy is like inherently and innately. But my first question is, what does legacy actually mean to you and why do you think it's so important? So I know it's a podcast. You can't visually see us. You could hear us. I am a first generation immigrant. So my parents came from Philippines, immigrated here to the States. And I acknowledge all the sacrifices made before me and their legacy was leaving behind a legacy for us. So for me, it's what am I leaving behind? How am what am I leaving behind for generations after me? And what am I doing to honor all the generations before me that sacrificed so much so I could have this current life of choice? So I'm, I'm discussing it as a lens, as a first generation immigrant. And that's why legacy is so important to me. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that you look at it from that landscape. It's not only what you're leaving, but what was left for you and, and the sacrifices and how that's being passed down generationally. It's so beautiful. So as a leader, I'm just curious because obviously people have been listening to me talk about legacy for a little bit. So you are a legacy leader and I love to interview legacy leaders on the podcast, 
I'm curious what you've been doing in your business specifically to ensure that, like how, so that's on your mind all the time, leaving a legacy. So what are you actually been doing to make sure that that happens? So one thing I do is I remind myself of my why. I know that's like the basic thing that we all talk about as business owners, um, as a first generation immigrant, I think my fellow first-generation immigrants or BIPOC community could understand this. I have a picture of my two grandparents, my two grandmas. It's actually the day I graduated from my master's. So I actually have like a little, a little shrine of them and also my ancestors just next to me in my office. So I know it's not necessarily leaving a legacy, but it's like I said earlier, it's remembering the sacrifices made before me. So that's one. Two... What I'm doing to leave a legacy, so my background was being a former grassroots organizer and working in the nonprofit sector. So giving back to my community is really important. And similar to you, Tiffany, I have my own podcast called Color Your Dreams Podcast because I understand not everyone's meant to work for me or can't. And this is my way to give back to my community. And then the third thing I do in my business to leave a legacy is actually ask for feedback from my clients and the Call Your Dreams community. How can I better support them? And when it comes to my clients, there's a couple of changes I made. Like one is I created an accountability system um, for my clients. And second, I'm as we're recording this, and by the time this launches, like I'm actually leaving a legacy by making my business simpler. So I think so often we think it's what we're doing for others, but what can you do to make your life and business even easier so you can serve yourself and others? Um, so I'm even making, I'm just focusing on one offer and, and I know we'll talk more about it in depth rather than a bunch of offers. I love that. And I feel like, you know, they say simplicity is the ultimate form of sophistication, right? And so I think the more that we can streamline, the better we can serve because businesses can be so complex. And if you're constantly behind the scenes trying to do all the things, then are you really serving your clients that well? So I love that. And thank you for sharing all the different ways because it really is a well-rounded view at Legacy. Again, it's not just what you're leaving behind. Like the podcast is absolutely doing that. That could live on for years and years and serving the clients. And then that creates a ripple effect, right? Like with you serve your clients, they're serving their clients and that's also a legacy. So it's so beautiful. So I'd love to go into a little bit more. And yes, I'd love to talk a little bit more about um, how you're whittling things down and sharing that. And that's kind of leads to the next question a little bit too. We're talking about legacy brands. So as you know, you've been through the process, you have a legacy brand. A big piece of that is that people shift and evolve, yet the core of the brand sound, like stands true and stands the same, rather than reinventing the wheel every two years. Because as entrepreneurs, I feel like we're always shifting and learning and growing, and, and that happens where we shift slightly who we're serving or like what our offers are. So I'd love to hear in your voice, though, why do you think having a legacy brand specifically is important? Well, because like you said, we shift and change, not just as a business, but even as an individual, 
you may realize one day you don't like chocolate anymore and you now love salted caramel. <laughs> I'm just trying to I give an that. example, right? <laughs> or you just get older and you realize you're lactose and can't eat ice cream anymore. <laughs> but the same thing comes in your business. And so I'm happy to share my evolution where I'm I'm going to be at my fifth year in business in July of 2022. And when I was working with you, Tiffany, I was probably in year two in my business and color your dreams is always going to be the heart of it. And for those that can't visually see it, my logo is literally a heart. Tiffany did a beautiful job visualizing it where half of the heart is a C and the other half is a D. So color your dreams. And I had an offering where it was called the Aligned Legacy Mastermind. Um, and and then I had like my color your dreams events. I had two different things. And then Tiffany actually instilled this in me while we were in Tulum um, pre-pandemic and said, I think you're going to have a higher level offering. Like what's going to happen when your clients become more advanced? What are you going to do with established entrepreneurs? I'm like, okay, oh no, I'm going to. So then I had three offerings and then all of a sudden, um, I, I'm also a career coach. So I had a fourth offering creating the Call Your Dreams family for career coaching. So if you're not following, that's completely fine. That's why I wanted to simplify it. And in the past six months, I had to be really honest with myself of when my energy, I also have a team, by the way, and two, where do, where do I light up? Where do I get the most excited? And my signature program, the Aligned Legacy Mastermind was no longer something that lit me up. I created my higher level inner circle, which at the time was called legacy lifestyle and inner circle. And I love working with those folks. Nice. What was interesting is I'm about to launch my podcast episode tomorrow saying, I'm just focusing on the inner circle, getting rid of my mastermind, working with established entrepreneurs. Um, and I was freaking out a couple of weeks ago. So I messaged Tiffany and we're good friends. We Voxer do weekly calls like Tiffany, I spoke to my lawyer. And I can't keep legacy lifestyle because someone else trademarked it. What do I do? And Tiffany made it so simple. Why don't you call it the color your dreams inner circle? I'm like, oh my God, that is so simple. <laughs> and you get branded. Yeah. But what's interesting is I'm I made stuff complicated. There was like four different offerings. Now it's the color your dreams inner circle. When I have the retreats, the color your dream retreats the color your dream events, my color your dream podcasts. I yes. am known for color your dreams. Also, I hope what you guys are listening is the importance of trademarking. But even though I didn't get that trademarked, it was actually a blessing in disguise because it actually made my business simple. Mm, so good. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I think it just is such a true testament of what we're trying to do, not only just creating a legacy with our business, but creating a legacy brand is things do shift, things do change, but the core of who you are and the core of your business is always going to be remaining the same. So I love that so much. And when you can simplify, it just makes everything life easier, right? Um, so I'd love to talk a little bit more about let's see, really just the top tips for those listening on how they can begin to infuse the idea of legacy into their business. So you've mentioned the ways that you do it, but are there certain things maybe that you share um, 
not that I want you to give all of your tips away, of course, but maybe you share with your inner circle ladies or others that, you know, what are some other things that we can think about in building our legacy? So we mentioned giving back, we mentioned really serving our clients. Is there anything else that you would share, whether they're brand new and they want to get it right from the beginning, or, you know, sometimes we have seven figure entrepreneurs that I've rebranded and they never really sat deep or really got to their roots in what they're doing with their business. And I feel like when we get to our roots, like you did so beautifully, when we created the call your dreams movement, that's really what's missing. So does anything else come up that you could share? It, this is going to seem like a simple answer, uh, but it's true. People think, oh, I need an Amazon Prime, this answer, an app or any of that. But something I've done, we actually share a lot of people that we work similarly with, um, but we both share a CFO um, with Catherine Pomerantz. And something that she's instilled in me is take, like weekly looking at numbers, right? So I'm not just saying numbers, but I call it generational wealth date. So I changed the term because the word budgeting just love that. And it's my time. It's every Monday. So maybe you hear what other entrepreneurs call CEO days, but it is my time where I look at my numbers and I really do check in, not just with my numbers, but mentally and emotionally. And what I want you to hear is the pause it's importance of pausing frequently. And I do recommend once a week. I feel like Elaine, I can do it once a week, once a month, every other week. You could, whatever consistency it is for you to pause, I will encourage once a week. And here's why is because when we pause, we could see what's working, what's not working. Yes, we could look at our numbers, but even in alignment and not alignment before it becomes a big problem. Because the reason why I got rid of all of my programs and I'm now focusing on my Color Dreams Inner Circle, I still do one-to-ones, but Color Dreams Inner Circle for established entrepreneurs is that I've, I've actually been planning this for six months. This was not an emotional reaction. This is something I've been very intentional about. I was waiting for the right timing. Um, contracts just happened to end. The clients that remained in the mastermind are now going to be in my inner circle. I just ended a beautiful retreat. So it was like a coming out party of how I'm simplifying my business. I have a podcast episode dropping tomorrow. And it came, came with intentionality. And even decisions I make in my business of, you know, for example, I used to have an accountability coach in my mastermind. And then I really had to pause, ask questions to myself and others. I don't think this is what my clients need. And now I create an accountability system where each of my clients has an accountability doc. So it has evolved and it's not these, I know it's a big change where I'm going from so many services to one, but when you take time to pause, you could see what are the small little steps you can change so that it doesn't become this overnight nightmare because mm -hmm. things don't happen overnight. They kind of creep, you know, it's not like you gain 10 pounds the next day. Like that kind of happened because the holidays happen, right? And sugar or whatever it is. Yeah, but so true. Pause. I love that answer. Thank you for sharing that, Elaine. And yes, shout out to Catherine. Um, she is great at that. And I do the same thing since we do have so much in common, you know, looking at the numbers. And I have to admit that 
you know, as a creative entrepreneur and I'm a visionary and I'm always looking forward, I would not, I just kind of did things as they came and didn't really pay attention to my numbers for quite a long time. And it wasn't until I, I did Catherine's brand and like, really was like, wow, you know, this, there's something to this and taking that pause and being intentional, whether it's, you know, with having a CFO in place or not, you're so right. Like you can really see like numbers don't lie and <laughs> numbers tell a story. Yeah. And so if you're not showing numbers or you're doing great in one area, it's like double down on what works. Like why have things that are complicated um, if the things working, you could just do more of. So that's so Yeah. Good. And I want to, a couple of things. If you're being triggered by the word numbers budgeting, you're like, I didn't create a business because of money. I also want to say numbers have a spiritual aspect of it. What you measure manifest mm-hmm. and money comes from the word current, which is currency, like the water, it flows. So money is always meant to move. The cleanest water is at the top of a waterfall when it's going through the rocks. So when I pay for things, mortgage, rent, car, I'm like, yay, money's going out. I can't wait for it to come in. And yes. to when looking at your numbers, it's not just what's in your bank account. It's also like, for example, I, when I launched my mastermind end of last year, it was actually reaffirming at the end of my launch, I had inner circle clients coming to me, not beginners. So I say that because sometimes you, your intuition is always going to be right. And what happens is like, you know what? I don't think this is working. Let me look at my numbers. And then that actually validates for you, your intuition to be confident to make a decision. So, so true. I love that so much. And that validation, I think, takes away so much the fear that we feel as entrepreneurs, you know, and it's like, yes, of course, I want to leave a legacy. Of course, I want to do these things. But then there's the daily you know, limiting beliefs and fears and things that come up and they're always going to be there and they're going to be there in new and different ways as we shift. But not only is it validation, I love that you said that, but I feel like it's also just a really great confidence builder of like, okay, yes, my intuition is right. I want to trust that, but can I also back that up? (laughs) Is this decision, does it, and it, it just makes you feel so much stronger about it. Like, yes, Like I'm taking a two month um, sabbatical this summer to just go on vacation and do some more trainings and do all the things. And I was kind of freaking out. Like I made the decision then I was like, oh my gosh, well, I have a team to support and will I have enough money, you know, coming in and all the things and sitting down, looking at my numbers. I was like, oh, well, we did really great on the next last launch and we're booked out through September. Like we're going to be totally fine. Maybe I won't make as much as I could, but again, like, and it ties back to what you just said about pausing too, right? Like not only the weekly pause, but I realized for me, it was just time to take like a good chunk. I'm not going to be gone for that long. Like two months flies by these days, but taking that pause, I know I'm going to come back so much stronger and mm-hmm. so much more aligned and like mm-hmm. creative by having that space. So so much goodness there. We go into a hamster wheel of doing all the things, but if we're not pausing to ask ourselves the question of, do I really love this? Is this what I really, is this what my clients really want? Then we're going back to the nine to five job that we left. Mm-hmm. So true. 
And if you're not doing what you love, then it shows energetically, right? So people see that. I think a lot of people wonder why maybe they're not getting the clients that they love or they're not getting many clients at all. And a lot of times it's energetic because they're not excited about the work or they're doing what they think, you know, it's so easy to look online and follow what other people are doing or follow what we think we should do or others tell us to do rather than following what we know in our hearts are the right thing to do. And sometimes that's taking big risks or shutting down programs, but how much better will it be once you're in alignment? Like then everybody's happy, right? Yeah. And people could feel it. I mean, the only algorithm you need to stay focused on is your energy. And as we're talking about numbers, I just want people to know I was 55 K in debt when like at my first, I think year or two in business. So it's really important for me to pause, Mm -hmm. to really check in with myself, look at these numbers, ask myself these questions. Like Tiffany, I are really good friends. When we talk about this, I'm not, we both make multi-six, but I'm not on a race to hit seven figures right away. I care more about having like a really holistic, abundant life. Like what Tiffany was sharing of having two months off. Um, I realized since the start of this year, because it's 2022, I can't believe it's been like two years since the pandemic still. Um, I've been going on vacation every month. That's abundance to me. Absolutely. I love that. And I feel like whether wherever people are at the journey listening to this, like I thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable, Elaine, because it is so easy to bring on debt when you first start the business because you're investing in all the shiny objects and you're like trying to figure yes. it out and you're uh. doing that. So if you're in that space right now, like keep on going, you will get past it. You will be amazing. It's so much about getting your messaging right, being in alignment, all of those things. Uh, because I was in a similar space and you know, just a few years later, it can totally shift if you focus on, like you said earlier, your why, creating that legacy, serving people well, like all of those things add up. And then a lot of times the flip side of that is I've worked, like I said earlier, with seven figure entrepreneurs and they get so burnt out and stressed out. Not all of them. Some of them have it set up very simply and it's abundant and beautiful, but there's a lot of times where those people were rebranding because they've built something that's not truly sustainable for the long run. And it, it doesn't feel good anymore. And so sometimes it's good to shift that energy too and rebrand or pare down. So it's really a space of, like you mentioned earlier, just really seeing what you love and what's in alignment and how can you serve? I mean, the industry is changing so much too. So I think a lot of people are reevaluating right now. (laughs) We were talking right before this. Yes. Yeah. People are reevaluating what they're offering. What do people really want? What do people really need? Because there's so many offers and things out there and course graveyards. And, and not to say that there's not a lot of tons of valuable courses, but there's also a lot of level of integrity and a lot of level of people not really offering what they say they do. And so if you are a person who comes at it from a place of heart, legacy, impact, really doing what's best for you and your clients, not simply to just make, get it to seven figures as fast as you could. That's really the sustainable way to build and grow 
over time. And also, what can we do to add more things in our toolbox to support our clients? What personal growth can we do? I know both, I'm a business and career coach, Tiffany does branding, but for example, I know you, Tiffany, you invested in learning NLP, and I haven't even shared this with you because I work with women of color and allies, so I'm going to start doing a trauma-informed certification because I'm finding a lot of my clients sharing very personal, deep things. And I want to make sure I hold space in an ethical mm-hmm. and moral way. So, so often we think, Ooh, I need to know, I need to invest in something that's going to get me more money, right? Because of capitalism, but it's like, what else can you invest within yourself? What tools can you do to grow and to even provide more depth to your clients. Absolutely. So good. Wow. We kind of went off on a little tangent there, but I loved it. It was so good. So I hope you listening listeners out there are enjoying, and I would love to just wrap up with a few final things, Elaine. And well, you kind of already answered this. Actually, I wanted to ask if there was anything you could share that has been difficult on your journey that you've overcame because your focus is some on bigger something than yourself. So I feel like you've already answered that in some aspects, but I, I feel like share. <laughs> what's that? I could still share. Yeah. I think it's so big because oftentimes we're so focused on the highlights and the the loveliness of our businesses, but we've all been through difficulties. So I want people to realize, you know, the leaving a legacy is the long game and, you know, there are ups and downs to entrepreneurship. And so I think it's really helpful to hear other people's stories or just even something that happened, because if you're in a space where you're like, I don't know what's next, or I, you know, you're going through a difficult time. The only other opposite is to go back up. Right. So I would love to hear that. Um, well, I, I mean, in the past six months, right, I just shared how I went from having all these offerings to having one. And I, I'm kind of like in the thick of it, like coming out with it where the, the most difficult because I'm community oriented, I come from the nonprofit sector, former grassroots organizer is actually balancing with my community and audience wants versus what I really want in my business. I'm such a giver. That's why I had so many offers. I'm like, okay, you want this? I'll create it. You want this? I'll create it. And then one of the things you do as you scale is you should be time tracking, look at, look at your time, look at the systems, your energy, the team, like, oh my gosh, four different programs, four different systems for, you know, it's just different for each one. And asking myself that question of, okay, I really want to work with established entrepreneurs. I'm just going to own this. If I meet anyone else, otherwise they're going to work with me one-to-one, but it's established like coaches and consultants. And that what's, that's, what's been difficult in my journey, like balancing the, what do people want versus what I want? Right. And making sure that it is aligned to your values. So it's interesting because as I've gone through the legacy brand process with you, it's, I went back to my heart as corny as that sounds for those of you that can't see to the color your dreams. It's so simple now it's simplified. It's color your dreams, podcast, color your dreams, event, color your dreams, retreat all within the color your dreams inner circle. Easy. 
So good. Thank you for sharing that. And I hope that that was helpful for everybody. I, I truly think that is such a piece of gold because again, we think we want to please others and yes, we want to serve those people. But if you focus on what you love and what you're excited about, then that energy is going to attract the right people. So that leads to my final question, which I feel like you've already answered this too in some ways, but I'm still going to ask it. What are you most excited and proud about creating or doing that will stand the test of time? That I'm honoring my ancestors' sacrifices by doing this life of choice. I'm not saying because I'm an amazing business owner. If I want to be the best burger flipper, then great. I'm the best burger flipper. But I'm most proud of that I had this luxury to have this life of choice to do what I want. And it wouldn't, I wouldn't be here mm. if it wasn't for all the generational sacrifices made before me. That's gonna, you know, stand with the test of time for me and for all the generations mm. after. Absolutely. And you're also really encouraging all of your clients and others and followers to do the same. So so beautiful. Well, thank you, Elaine. It was such a pleasure as always chatting with you and um, let us know quickly how the audience can follow you. It will be down in the show notes, of course, and then we can wrap up for today. Yeah. So I have my own podcast that you can listen to called color your dreams podcast. See how much easier it is to just say one thing. <laughs> so that's one. Two, I do a weekly newsletter every Monday sharing business and career tips so and just fun gifts. So if you want to join that, you could go to elainelu.com forward slash join. That's J-O-I-N. And the third thing is, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at elainelu underscore. And it's all in the show notes. So yeah, thank you, Tiffany. All in the show notes. Absolutely. All right. Remember, if you're not consciously building a legacy, you're simply building your brand unconsciously. I hope this discussion with Elaine inspired you to take action, even if it's simply just moving the needle 1% towards the direction of your legacy. Because if we all focus on making an impact, the ripple effects we have together can truly make a difference. So cheers to your legacy. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Lounge podcast. Connect with me on Instagram at Tiffany Newman Creative. I would also love to hear your feedback to see what resonates with you and what you'd like to hear in the future. If you love this episode, please provide a review and we will be forever grateful. You can always find links and resources shared on the show by going to yourlegacybrand.com. Remember, what you leave behind is not what is engraved in stone monuments, but what is woven into the lives of others. What are you doing today to pour into others and to leave your legacy?